go. Recording. Boom. We're in. Okay, hey everybody and welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Politics, Culture and Some Other Shit. Uh, you can follow um, my anti-monarchist, uh, socialist, pro-United Ireland uh, propaganda on Instagram and on Twitter. And if you want to support, you can do so over at Patreon for pound a month. There's only one tier. If you want to lend me your support, that would be great. Um, must tell you, this was supposed to be a live stream, as you know. And I started it at 11 o'clock on time. And I spent hours and hours and hours and hours of the week. Like, literally, when I didn't have hours and hours and hours of the week to give. Um, getting everything together for you. And <laughs> yeah, everything just went wrong. It just shit itself. And it was a shame because there was a few people in the chat. And there were there was more people joining. And... I think it would have ended up being a good one, and I just had to pull the plug on it. It just didn't work. So, but nonetheless, so we're here now. We're going to do this as a podcast rather than a live stream, and I'm delighted that my my friend Darren Matthews is going to join. Is joining me here now? There he is on the screen, uh, live live from Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do they have a royalty in Copenhagen? They do. They don't do. They? which I found out a lot about on my walking tour that I'm just back from. So very interesting compared to oh. Monarchy you were watching this morning. Yeah, it's, it's I got the whole thing, Darren, I must tell you. I got I got the fucking, uh, the crowning. I got the the big coach. I got all, I had all the information and I had it all ready to go. So when these things were coming on the screen, I had an article to read about why this thing's a monstrosity and how much it costs and how you chip blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it's just completely fucking wasted. So t- tell us about uh, the, the, the the Danish monarchy then. The Danish monarchy is, at, at the minute, it's a, a little old lady called Queen Margaret II. She's, uh, she's in charge. She's got two sons. They have a, a tradition here where the firstborn son is either named Christian or Frederick. So they're up to like, when her son takes over, he's going to be like Frederick X. There's oh. a lot of them. Yeah, so that's the thing. But they are, um, how would you put it? They're they're figureheads. They're kind of like the president is in Ireland, like Michael D. Yeah. Danish monarchy is they sign things in the law, but they have no actual constitutional power. Mm-hmm. So, but that all came from after the French Revolution. The Danish king at the time, he there was a whole history thing where he saw what was going on in France, and before the people came for him, he went, "Hey, I've decided." You get yeah. to make your own political decisions, and I just hang around. And they're like, "Yeah, that's fine." It's so. funny how the French Revolution motivated a lot of um, yeah, royal European the Swedes with the royal. Same, yeah. yeah, there was a few that did the same, and the ones that did, but after, yeah, the ones that didn't be, be, sort of lost their yeah their heads, didn't they? So that was the Danes. Uh, they turned it over the the Danish royal family. Now, don't get me wrong; they still have some very nice houses, but they're yeah they're uh, a figurehead, and they they actually now go around traveling with. Uh, representatives of the Danish government as a means to they, they, they help secure trade deals because they, they want to show how important uh, yeah. Denmark's relationships are they're worth the word so they bring like the crown prince with them and be like hey this is how important you guys are we brought the prince mm. with us to hang out and they're like yeah that's pretty cool mm. so it's it's soft power type stuff yeah soft power they they if they, you know they have, they sign things in the law and if they disagree with it well then it doesn't matter so um yeah. Denmark at present is a socialist government with a female prime minister, very progressive. Some of the highest taxes in Europe, but free education, free healthcare, which is what your taxes mm. are supposed to pay for. Well, there we go. I mean, everybody listening to this understands the concept of 
of of tax and what it's supposed to be used for versus what it actually is used for. So does the Danish royal family? Do you know me? I know you're not an expert on there, and you've just you you just discovered a lot of this yourself. But is it extended? Uh, it's extended to the point where uh, apparently years ago there was one of the kings with quite a lot of kids, and they they were that one of them is seen as kind of the grandfather of Europe because all his kids kind of similar to what Victoria's children did later married into princes in Norway and Sweden and you know kind of brought up a, a, a newer a newer um kind of uh, the idea of a European Union sort of thing so they, this guy's called the grandfather of Europe so I found out about that and then I found out about a thing where whenever so Denmark were neutral in the Napoleonic Wars but they were selling mm-hmm. I think they were selling ships and weapons to Napoleon and the mm-hmm. British didn't like this so they bombed the city of Copenhagen oh. killed 4,000 people well done Britain and they brought in a law that the danish couldn't so they took their fleet off them basically they brought out a law where the danish weren't allowed to cut down oak trees to build ships for 200 years obviously that's you know during the napoleonic wars 200 years later they actually the british actually did send a decree to the queen of denmark saying oh you can you can cut down trees now that's your 200 years up hadn't built hadn't built a warship out of out of uh wood in about 140 years but they were like Work away, and I'm sure the Danish yeah. like, fuck off. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, I would, to be honest, I would, I would be, I would be surprised if the British hadn't bombed Copenhagen. Yeah. Considering they've pretty much fucking bombed everywhere else. Yeah, but um, so you you watched the whole. I have questions for you because I didn't actually watch the coronation. I was out mm. doing a walking tour of Copenhagen. Beautiful city. Uh, price yeah. of drink scandalous, but still very nice. Surely, yeah. Uh, I have questions. Uh, first question. Did um, <laughs> did Charles did he take his face off to reveal he is a lizard or is that tomorrow? Well, he might have because there was a part of the ceremony, believe it or not, and this is this is why I was so sort of infuriated that I didn't get to because I was commenting on this stuff and I would love for you to have been here and been involved in that, but obviously we, we won't talk about it anymore. Um, there's a bit of the ceremony where soldiers when they're in Westminster, and the bishops go over to him. And they take his clothes off. So he's wearing these big Erskine, you know, like the Lord's wear and whatever, you know, the big fur, yes. whatever an animal in Erskine is, I have no idea. But a big robe and there's obviously clothes underneath that. And they take them off him. And he's sort of standing there in a, it's not like a a night dress or something, but it's it's sort of an undergarment. Yeah. And then these soldiers come out and they carry it sounds like I'm making this up. It's actually happened. He they carry these screens and they surround him so no one can see. And he goes in and the bishops go in and apparently they anoint him with an oil and the, all this the, sort of stuff. I know that comes from an, an older tradition where they used mm. to do that in front of the people. It was stripping you bare to be anointed yes. by the bishops. But obviously now they're like for discretion for a worldwide broadcast. We're gonna, yeah. We're gonna cover Charlie's bits here, like so. Um, well, I don't know if they strip him naked, but he's he's you know the the do he, he is sort of un unclothed to a point. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's nothing. He's he's not humiliated in any way. But they do cover. They do surround him and they cover him so you can't see in, and the soldiers all bow their heads so that they can't even sort of peep through a crack or anything like that. So, the conspiracy theorists are obviously going to assume that that's where, the face. Unmasking. Yeah, and then happened. you see he's actually a lizard. That's what. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had a couple of questions, yeah. things, I was, things I was thinking about because I wasn't actually getting to watch it, so I don't really know what it entails. 
But I was well, thinking and then, like. uh, other stuff as well. Did um, did Prince Andrew have to sit a half a mile away from the choir? No, he's back in. <laughs> oh, he's he's full. He's fully. He's um. He's no no. The word he wasn't um. They weren't prepared to throw any more millions at his alleged. I've got that article actually. Yeah. Um. Um. I'll I'll pull it up on the screen for people that's going to be watching this on YouTube. No. So um. Got up there. There it there's, is. There's that, and then I I couldn't believe. It. I mean that video that I sent you where people were saying that. Prince Andrew would be more welcome at it than Prince Harry. <laughs> yes, that's that's insane. That that that's um the uh or there's it there. So I'll put the coronation off. So there's an article on the screen there. So Prince, so people know what you're talking about. Prince Andrew settles sex abuse lawsuit with Virginia Dufresne. Uh, though the federal sex trafficking case against Jeffrey Epstein ended with his death. <laughs> suicide. <laughs> he hung himself with a paper shirt or something, didn't he? Uh-huh. Um, sev- se- excuse me. Several alleged co-conspirators have been wrapped up in litigation stemming from their involvement with the late sex offender. Among the most prominent was Prince Andrew. So, and it ended up he had to pay. Uh, or uh, uh, what? What do they call it? They, they basically, he had to pay her off. Yeah. So that so that this wouldn't go to court, which is an American thing, that you can do that, like five million or fifteen million. I can't it's remember a the settlement. figure. Settlement. It's a it's a buyout basically. It's settlement. That's what it's called. Yeah. And so that's be so that's what you're referring to. So whenever you're saying that Prince Andrew was allowed near the uh, choir, this is obviously what people's concern was. But then you also made the point that Prince Andrew was allowed. Is and when he was today, he was there in his full military ceremonial garb, right? And Prince Harry, who was a Apache helicopter pilot in Afghanistan shooting Afghani shepherds, yeah, um, wasn't. And actually, he actually, in his uniform, he wasn't allowed to to turn up in a ceremonial military gear. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, very odd, very peculiar, and then um, but this the the, the, the uh, there was a there was a thing there I want I want to show you as well. Well, I'll explain it to you because you cannot see what I'm doing here. But there was a poll done. Now this might sur- tell me if this surprised you because it definitely surprised me. So if it up on the screen there, um, it's going to load in. There it is. And it was a poll done by Lord Ashcroft Polls, I think they were called. Let me just click that. There we go. Lord Ashcroft Polls. I don't know who that is, but nonetheless. Um, and the question is, if there was a referendum tomorrow, how would you vote? Right? So they, uh, And they divided it into the four home nations, so England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland. And the... the, the the two questions are uh, the that's the question, and the two potential answers are: for my country to remain a constitutional monarchy, with with King Charles as the head of state, or for my country to become a republic. Right. So England was fifty percent for the status quo to remain with Charles as head, fifty seven percent, and twenty two percent to become a republic. With twenty one percent don't knows. That surprised me. I thought it would be a bit closer than 57 versus 22 
Scotland was same questions, forty six percent status quo to remain, thirty two percent to become a republic. Again, that surprised me a little bit. Wales fifty four percent to twenty three, very close to the English result. Now this was the one. Now tell me if this surprises you. Northern Ireland. Can I ask you, at a guess, what would you say from a country to remain a constitutional monarchy and from a country to become a republic, what would you guess would be? For Northern Ireland? Yeah. Um, 40% to remain the status quo. Right. And become a republic. Probably quite a few don't know, I'd say, or people not. Um, become a, maybe... And uh, 40% to become a republic? You're very close, actually, to be fair. It's 42% for the status quo. Okay. And 46% to become a republic. Now, okay. that's the Republic of the United Kingdom. That's not a republic as any, a reunification. That's not a border poll question. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's Northern Ireland to become an, an independent yeah. government. Okay. No, 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 for, for the United Kingdom to become a republic. Oh, right, okay. So they're like, we're going to keep the UK, but... Take the working yeah. out of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a united dumb. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, okay. but that surprised that surprised me because we obviously have a, a unionist, you know, a, a, a massive unionist cohort within our demographic, and that kind of surprised me. I thought it would be much closer. I definitely didn't think to become a republic as the United Kingdom to become a republic. As I said, it's not a border poll. Um, I didn't think it would be higher. So of all the home nations, the country that has a clear majority for to become for the United Kingdom to become a republic, it was Northern Ireland. Oh, okay. Maybe well probably not not as what's say not as representative just from where we are. I mean obviously there there's different political ethos in our place as well, but then like the the Royals don't really out of all the countries, they, they don't really visit much, do they? I don't know if they go to Wales much. I know, like, they, they do Christmas in Balmoral. That Balmoral Castle is a big thing for them, so they go to Scotland a lot. But they don't, mm. really, they don't really come over to Hillsborough much, do they? No, but I don't think... I, think, I mean, I, don't, I think... I think that, I don't know. Well, well, King... Well, Charles was there last year, mind. Whenever... Was it last year? Whenever he, he was talking after his mummy died. Uh, when he was made king basically i'd have to that's the part of the like part of her wake was he has to go on tour and meet everybody and the next day yeah boom, boom, boom. yeah a couple of days within a couple of days yeah 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 that was it it was just yeah. uh yeah so he had to go and do that and then that was whenever he met i'm sure i won't ah, no i didn't keep it but um he had a there was a that moment whenever uh, he asked michelle o'neill who jeffrey Thompson was yes He's he's your biggest fan. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but but that's the thing. I mean, the th- the thing with the monarchy, as you described the monarchy there in Denmark, that is something that you could you, you can understand. You can understand. You do need it. You do need a head of state. I do like the elected presidential model that the republic has. Especially if you're going to elect someone like Michael D, you know, if you're going to elect poets and artists and things like that, I think that's fantastic. Um, and even the, even before that, you know, Mary Robinson, very diplomatic and a great um, soft power head of state and all that. 
Um, but if you have to have a monarchy, they're not Danish model. You, you could, you could, you know, you can understand it because you could, you could actually put a a figure on the benefit of having them, if you know what I mean. If, if you know what I mean. I read somebody said today on Twitter, you know, the mon- the monarchy uh, brings in twenty three billion pounds a year in tourism, and people were just like, oh, "You need your fucking head felt. That's ridiculous." Yeah. Not even close. Not the cost money. There's no way. And then the direct evidence, on the other hand, is that when you go to the French, all the, the palaces of of the French royalty are still in place. Versailles is one of the biggest tourist attractions in the world. Yeah. Brings in an absolute fortune, but you don't have to carry the dead weight of um, royalty to, well, the, to have the, it. The, the, the big thing with the, the paranoia about the royals, I think especially with the, the British royal family, is that they're... He's, the other problem as well is, is coming from, from us, especially the, the kind of socialism, is that he's a, he's a landlord. Like, they're landlords. Yeah. yeah. Not just, like, they have personal fortune. This is what I didn't get. I was like, if they all have personal wealth, why did Prince Andrew need 12 million off his mommy? But yeah. Charles has a massive wealth, and there's a private diamond collection, there's private art collections. These aren't things that are being shown to the public. There's so much yeah. they could go into, you know, they could go, right, that's me, no more monarchy, and they'll be fine for a lot of generations. They don't need to be king oh. on the public purse. So the annoyance probably was where a lot of people were saying, you know, pay for your own coronation. If you want to be the king, that's fine, but it's not 100 years ago. I think one of the big things as well is, and um, I was chatting to a guy here, and he explained it in Denmark, the Danes, although they have churches and religion, they're not very religious anymore. So how can you yeah. follow a monarchy when the whole thing in the UK is FDI Defensor, which is defender of the faith. You're the head yeah. of the Anglican Church. But if nobody believes yeah. in God, how can they believe that he chose you to be in charge of me? <laughs> but but that's, that's a great point. Yeah. But I, I think, I think that... You can be an atheist and a royalist at the same time. Well, there you go. Well, I, well apparently, I don't, I don't think you can. I think you have to, you know, you know, you have to pretend, you have to play the fucking game because yeah. that's what it all is it is a game it is it's the the the, the monarchy is one of the pillars of the establishment um i've got a, a of an article of a great article actually i'll read it out a wee bit later because i don't want to i know you're only you've got a limited time but there's this i'm going to put this up on the screen you can't see it but i i, I love this this is fantastic to me right but i'll show you what i'll i'll read it out for you so I've opened the link on Twitter here, and it says the following media includes potentially sensitive content, so you have to choose to see it. You know when you get those, someone puts a gruesome picture up, or you know, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I'm with you. That's what, that's what I've got here, right? I'm going to put the picture on the screen. You won't fucking believe what this is. It's James Connolly. Okay. It's James Connolly and a quote about monarchy. That's what the Twitter warning is. So I'll read it out to you. Monarchy is a survival of the tyranny imposed by the hand of greed and treachery upon the human race in the darkest and most ignorant days of our history. James Connolly. And that comes up with a Twitter warning. You've got to click twice to read that. Do you believe that? Why? Why is that scaring people that to read a different opinion? <laughs> you tell me. I have no idea. I have absolutely no clue. But this, but this is the, this is the point. These, this institution is a prop of the establishment 
probably the most important prop of the establishment. And when you've got, I'm not going to play it on now because you, you, you won't be able to hear it, but I got another little sort of supercut of these people that were queued up on the mall all week in all weathers for this camping out yeah. to see this. And then, you know, little little sound bites from them. And you think, these people, they're they're over the rainbow with us. They they say like, you know, I, I I'm a fan of these. And you know, Prince Andrew was my favorite. And they say, well, you, you know what he did, right? And they're like, uh, yeah, you know, but you can see them. Ex- you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? The, you know, the one I said you, where the lady said that that he, one, he the same one in the court of law, so it's fine. Exactly, that you did see it. I forgot, of course. Yes, that's you, you did send that to me. Exactly that. That's it's insane, and but these people are the prop of the establishment. So it's it it it's like we can't understand as socialists how someone can vote for a right wing party whenever it's clear that a this right wing party is going to govern in a way that exclusively and deliberately targets you and the money in your pocket, your well being, your family's well being, your physical health, your mental health, your long term, short term security, and everything that you deem to be important in life. They are actually going to target that. And we can't understand how the working class vote for that as socialists. Well, this is the same. How can you be a normal person? And most of the people at this and watching this and cheerleading this. Are normal people the the major the vast majority, let's say, judging by that poll, fifty percent of the population. If you add all those numbers up, it actually comes to forty nine point seven percent or something like that. So that's roughly fifty percent of the population are in favour of this, of this establishment and this prop of the establishment, when it's so clearly and demonstrably corrupt. They haven't been put here by God. Um, they're at at best dupes, at worst criminal sex offenders that have to pay off victims, teenage girls, to hide their crimes, and you sit there and you excuse it. How? I think I think maybe it could be. Uh, I mean, it's a a social conditioning or. Uh, an upbringing thing as well, you know, uh, watching the Queen's speech at Christmas or that whole thing. Whereas maybe you and I were brought up, I was always brought up to be told that you are no better and no worse than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Humans are just humans and whatever your station in life is. But nobody nobody has fucking decided that you are better or worse than them. So if you elevate someone yourself, you're, you know, you're, you're basically being down upon yourself. You're going, oh, I'm lesser. You're like, yeah. you're not. Everyone has the potential to be the best and we should bring her we should bring everybody with us not not put the boot on somebody and tell them they're lesser than us that's not see that's a, that that's interesting to me darren because what you describe what, what you just said there is you're 100 percent right you're raised i'm raised to believe you're no better you're no worse than everybody else you've got the potential to do it's up on you it's up to you you put in the hard work you do this you do you you know you're going to be fine these people that are cheerleading this are clear have clearly been raised from birth to believe that there's something special about these people. Something that you and I fail to see at all. But these people themselves, the royals themselves and the people of that class, they're raised from birth to believe that they're special. 
you're, you and I are raised to believe that we could be special if we put in an effort. We've got every opportunity. Thank God we've got good health. We're intelligent enough, and if we want to, we can do well in life. Yeah. But the royals are told from birth that they are special just because they're born. And these other people are told that the royals are special just because they were born, but they believe it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're believing because there are people there to uh, to back this up. You know, if if I if I grow up and I have a servant, I'm like, well, he serves me, so I must be more important than this man, and he's uh-huh. a working class person, so I must be a higher level. Uh huh. So that that kind of thing, but yeah, it really is. Yeah, that's that's fucking insane. It really is insane, and that's another thing as well from this. You know, Camilla. You know, she's now the queen, right? Did they have to change the law for that? Uh, I don't think they changed the law. I think they just broke their word. Okay. I think, I could be wrong, but I remember, I know for sure that she was supposed to be the, the consort of the king. That was her going to be her official title. Yeah, queen consort. Which was queen consort, um, which is basically another word for ho, isn't it? And so she was going to be that. And this is why it was going to be okay because she wasn't going to be the queen. But now she is the queen. They just went, no, we want to make her queen. So they just let time pass. Everyone calmed down a wee bit and let her. She's now the queen. That's it. Off you go. You want to be queen for a bit? All right, thanks. I think, well, I mean, I remember years ago when the queen was still alive, people were talking about Charles was going to be so old by the time the queen passed that there were there were there was discussions of just giving it straight to William and going, well, he's a young guy, he'll be around for yeah. a while. Maybe we'll just yeah. skip Charles altogether. There was there was actually talk about that. There was, yeah. So they obviously just went, no, that, yeah. he's in his seventies now, so if he's king now, even if he sticks around for twenty years, if he lives to see as his mother, then mm-hmm. it'll be a twenty year. But they're going to do this again. But it's a lot of people, I think, watching it today, like you're watching it out of some sort of weird morbid curiosity. I have no fucking interest in watching this. I'm watching it I'm watching it as a, as a service to the people that 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 uh, subscribe to my podcast well, just the madness, of it all. the madness of <laughs> King Charles remember, remember the movie the madness of King George the madness yeah. of King Charles yeah, absolutely I do yeah that's, that's, that's yeah I mean that's I was so I was explaining to again on the the aborted live stream um so print did you know this King Edward the first, this is around the 1200s, like 1280 or something. Yeah. He killed the Prince of Wales. So there was a Prince of Wales. There was a, you know, there was a royal family over there. I, I do know what you're going to say, yeah. But I, I, I know and the story, he, but I do tell it because it's fascinating. No, if, well, if, if you know, you tell it, you're the guest and you probably know more than me. Oh, no, just just the idea of where the, where the idea of the Prince of Wales comes from. Yes. That was it, the yeah. people of Wales refusing to bow to the monarch unless the next person who was going to be king was identified as the Prince of Wales. Because they were they were rising people. They kept rising up against them. Yes. So the king goes and kills the actual Prince of Wales. Yeah. And then he gives the title Prince of Wales to his firstborn son. Yes. And that yep. has been... That's why Charles was the Prince of Wales. That's why... Who's the next one? He's the Prince of Wales now. Yeah, Prince William. So that that's what the, yeah. the guy was. Uh, I just had to give it a quick googler. The guy's name, but it became Llewellyn the last. So Llewellyn was the last person to rise up. But it was because of that the actor Michael Sheen gave back his OBE. They made him an OBE 
and then he found he's a Welshman. He found out about this, <coughs> and he went and said, "I can't, right, yes, I can't take this honor yes. from you because I'm Welsh. I'm not, I'm not British." So he gave. And him, he's a proud, he's a he's a proud Welsh. He does. Well. He, he gives a great speech. He gives a great speech. Um, it's on YouTube, and he talks for an hour about who who speaks for Wales, and basically there are small yeah. nations nobody fucking does. So yeah, he went. So That's... he gave back his OBE to be because he said, "I didn't know about this." Yeah. And then I found out that I'm supposed to be lesser because I'm from Wales. So it's one of the, the parts. Very good. Yeah, so. Very good. Well, here's one for you now um, that you may not know. I got this from, I don't know if you follow these guys on the socials. Um, oh, Arlene Foster wrote an article, by the way, saying King Charles III is his own man and he's a good man. Sure, she knows him well. And... But here is an article on guys I follow. I'm sure you, I'm pretty sure you might follow these guys as well. Mythical Ireland. Yes. Yeah, they're absolutely brilliant. I love these guys. So anybody, <clears throat> anybody's watching or listening to this, you should go and check these out. So here, you know, so Westminster Abbey, right? Yeah. You've got the throne. That th that big throne that he sits so is that that's not the actual throne is it? is it or is that like the bishop's seat in the church in the, in the abbey i'm it's not the sure the throne that the, the coronation is on because it's got the stone of scone underneath it so that, well, that's what actually what i'm going to get to so mm -hmm. it's the stone of scone is underneath the throne <laughs> the stone of scone is underneath the throne very poetic <laughs> in the in the abbey so here's an article from mythical ireland and this is written by a guy called Anthony Murphy, and he, he's brilliant. I love him. He's, uh, I'm not going to read it all because it's very lengthy, but I'll just give you the, the basic uh, rundown of it. And I'm pretty sure you didn't know this because I didn't. Uh, religion, racism, and propaganda. Why King Charles III will not be crowned on an ancient Irish stone. The story of Ireland's coronation stone, Leofoil, the understone, or the stone that screamed under the rightful king, also known as the Stone of Destiny, is so tainted by the nonsense propagated by the, now check this out, the British Israelite movement, that even today lots of Irish people believe the true stories, the true stories is the one on which, the, sorry, the true stone is the one on which King Charles of Britain will be crowned tomorrow. So successful were the, were the religious zealots of the 19th century in promulgating the notion that the Stone of Scone was in fact the real Leofoil taken from Ireland that there are many who doubt the authenticity of the somewhat phallic stone that stands at Anfora, the royal seat in the Hill of Tara today. Okay. So, yeah. So basically, I'll give you the basic rundown. Um, these guys, you know how empire has a tendency, and not a tendency, it has it has a, a built-in need to other and demean whoever it's going to basically take their country from them. Yeah. Um. So that's what this is. These guys in the othering of the Irish and the demeaning of the Irish <clears throat> propagated this myth that Jeremiah, as in from the Bible. Yeah came to Ireland and the stone, the the Teofoil, brought it with them. It was actually the pillow of Jacob. And it was an, one of the, and that the British monarch or descended 
from or one of the, the sorry the Anglo-Saxons are the one of the original t- tribes of Israel, and that the yeah. Irish were from the tribe of is it Ben or Dan Daniel or something like that, one of the tribes that is go- that is basically going to be banished. So it's a part of this othering of us, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So they 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 they, they wrote this. Oh, that's it. There. There's a, the fact that the entire fabrication is indeed a form of white supremacist racist propaganda is demonstrated by the belief that some mo- modern adherents of British Israelism, it's still a thing, that the Irish are descended from the tribe of Dan. I didn't realize that was actually a thing. I know a band called the Tribe of Dan. One of the original 12 tribes of Israel that won't, according to the book of Revelation, be sealed for deliverance in the final days. There's also belief that the Antichrist will emerge from the descendants of Dan. Yeah, so, that's feasible. <laughs> that's, all, that's all doable. So yeah. the, 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 uh, he finishes up by saying, let's put the rest once and for all this distortion of this myth, history and scripture, which is at best fallacious and at worst a form of modern white supremacist propaganda. And absurd, etc., etc. So there you go. Right. Isn't that fantastic? So, Jesus Christ! So this is We're... all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See all that where they're all about this all going back and back and back. There's an even more modern story, which it is nothing to do with all that. But the whole point of whenever they use so the, the one of the the debates today was what crown are they going to use? What scepter? What stolen jewels do we get to see today? Yeah, you know all this stuff. So there's like the Star of Africa and all that. All these these yeah. things. Are, these things are worth. They're they're fucking nearly priceless. They're hundreds of millions of pounds. They're stuck in a hat. Stupid. <laughs> Give them back to the people you took them from for fuck's sake. You'll probably yeah. Probably pay to fix some of the pr- social problems you left in those countries. They. Whenever the monarchy ended after the English Civil War, Oliver Cromwell ordered the crown jewels destroyed. Mm-hmm. So all the old crowns of you know like Edward the First and all that. So some of them got new crowns made. Some of them got they would be crowned with the hat of the the crown of their father and all this sort of stuff. Cromwell got destroyed all these. So they had so the modern crown jewels are a modern thing that would have come from you know from they brought back Charles the Second onwards. Uh-huh. So the crown jewels were initially destroyed, but now they're displayed in the Tower of London and all that kind of stuff. But they got rid of them after the English Civil War. Now. So all the stuff you see now is all the stuff that came from the modern empire, which is, you know, rural Britannia yeah. from, you know, the 1700s right up to, you know, the middle of the the 20th century. Yeah. So that's all your stuff, that, your diamonds from Africa, your emeralds from <clears throat> India, all the stuff that you yeah. So that's mad because it's a big, you know, people from the, the, the Commonwealth countries and they're just like, all they're doing is displaying all the shit they took off you. Well, exactly. And the, the problem that it... They're rubbing it in your face. Yeah. It's interesting you should say that because this, the, the, yeah. So the throne that he was sat on, that was over the, the throne over the stone of scone. <laughs> you love saying that. Yeah. I'm going to get it in another couple of times, I think. Yeah. The throne over the stone of scone was actually all wood. It was, and the woman was saying it was like seven, eight hundred years old. So yeah. it mustn't have been destroyed by Cromwell. It must have survived somehow. Yeah. And it looked, it didn't look as overly ornate. It was quite fancy, but it would carving and all the rest of it. But it was old. It was clearly very, very ancient. And it looked it. And it wasn't covered in gold and shit. Yeah. But everything else was like the sword that they get. They give them three swords. One represented justice and one represented oh. faith and one. And it was all this ceremony and pomp and all. 
And what that's another thing. I was the, I was watching the American feed because this is ABC News that I've got on the screen. Um, I wanted to hear what the Americans thought of it all Be because I find their particular fascination with it more fascinating, such as it is, than the British. Well, I they understand. Want to get rid of them. Johnny. Well, exactly. Well, exactly. And they can't seem to fucking. They can't seem to. They can't seem to wait to replace that royal family with one of their own. It was the Kennedys in the past, and then there was. The, but you know, they, they, they do elevate. They, maybe it's a tendency in human nature to do so. But it again, another version of royalty that would be acceptable if it was to, to if it was a thing that you had to do, would have been the old the way that the Irish used to do it. I think would be where you were elected from the, the clan. You were elected from the tribe. You were elected from the clan. And it wasn't hereditary. You're, you know, Bran Baru's son, if, you know, whatever, he didn't get to be the king after Bran Baru, for example. That's not the way that worked. Because these people were genuine leaders and they had to lead their people through fuck knows what sort of potential disasters, including war and everything else well, so you're not going to elect a village idiot to do it I was going to say as well Brian Baru is the last high king of Ireland his son and his grandson were all killed at the battle of Clontarf with Brian with Brian yep with Brian well, so well that, it was it was, yeah yeah exactly that, exactly but, 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 that, there used to be a thing The I remember listening to a brilliant Irish history podcast about the kings before before the Normans and you know because the whole thing with yeah. the Norman invasion of Ireland was all over a woman where the king of Leinster basically went uh, this other king has stolen my queen. King Henry, can you give me a hand to get her back? Henry came over and was like, right, we're going to give you a hand. And then he looked around and went, this is very nice. We might keep this ourselves. And it's been a fucking <laughs> shit fight ever since. Yeah. Okay. There was a whole thing years ago and then the, the whole monarchy thing. And it, it happened in Ireland as well as with the, the monarchies all over the world where if you became king, and let's say you were second or third son, you better be mates with your older brother because if he doesn't like you and he becomes king, you're now a competitor. Yeah. So he'll fucking blind you, he'll kill you, he'll exile you. Yeah. So all the, I've seen you know, I've seen Game of Thrones. I know, but this is the end. <laughs> so that's why I thought it was it was mad. So in the modern era where you know Charles is king now, and I'm just like, oh geez, he didn't. That was his excuse to get rid of Andrew. Yeah, you're no longer. You're not part of this family anymore. That's you. Right? You're. You haven't proven yourself. Yeah. And then the other brother yeah. who does fuck all, who nobody hears from. So. Yeah. Edward. What. Well, that, well, that, well, that, well, that's the whole thing, you know. You know, that's why I was asking about the extended Danish royals. You know, do they have a role to play, or are they gainfully employed? Because these motherfuckers don't do anything. It seems to me they do state visits, and they actually help. Their jobs is to promote Denmark, so they travel around the world. Uh, well, that's what they would say they do. Yeah, but the Crown Prince Frederick is married to an Australian woman. He met her at the Sydney Olympics when he was there promoting the country of Denmark. Aye. So he's mar he's married to a, a foreigner and a commoner. Shock horror. Yeah. yeah. But the people of Denmark are much more, they're just like, yeah, that's fine. Married for love. Not many of them get to do that. No, well, okay. That's fair enough. Well, yeah, so he's the, the, queen, the queen's uncle married for love and he had to abdicate the throne because he, he married a divorcee from America. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Absolutely. So Char Charles and, and basically is the king now, but he could have just been a random royal. Like, it was only, you know, his the whole thing. His grandfather became king because his brother didn't want to abdicate the throne. Yeah, 
because he wanted to yeah. he didn't want to be the king he was like you're the king i don't want to be king fuck it i'm out but this is where the god bit comes in because then they say that that's god's divine will so we they don't have that, freedom that, of choice then because the whole thing is that god lets us decide ourselves you have the freedom of choice to um worship these inbred Habsburgian motherfuckers yeah well the one i thought was funny was somebody somebody put up a post basically saying you know it was it king charles and all his regalia uh, you know with the arm up on the on the the chaise lounge sitting there with all his, his uh finery and somebody basically yeah. put up saying uh why can't all men look like this and somebody commented underneath it because our our parents aren't cousins <laughs> that's it yeah that's a hundred that's it so on the oh on the screen you can't see this but on the screen is this the, the bit i was telling you about where they surround them they're taking us they do the, the re the replaying they're doing a fucking highlight reel this is cute as fuck so they're stripping the bishops are stripping him down to his fucking big shirt and he's going in behind the screen now to be anointed and have his the reveal his lizard face as we spoke about at the start but <laughs> I, so, I hope people listen to this thing don't realise that we're joking about that. I don't want us to be like a conspiracy <laughs> podcast. Uh, you might be joking. Yeah, yeah. We're all <laughs> no. So here's here's um what we were saying about how much are the British crown jewels worth and who gets them? So this is a good one. Oh, Jesus, right? Oh, uh, we do hear this. So this is uh, there's a picture of her Madge while she was still on this earth. Uh as the world mourns the loss of Queen Elizabeth II, as some of the world mourns the loss, not all of it, um, who died at Balmoral Castle, blah, 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 questions about what will happen to the crown jewels, a dazzling collection of crowns. <laughs> it's, even these words are funny. Crown, a dazzling collection of crowns, scepters, orbs. <laughs> love an orb. Love an orb. <laughs> oh, you love a good orb. Well, he, well, Prince, or King Charles, was presented with an orb. And one of the one of the commentators on the news was saying that it actually has, it's it only has three continents on us. It was made when they didn't know <laughs> there was more of the world. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's so. That's pretty fucking amazing. Right. Um. So, crowns, scepters, orbs, medals, and rings handed down by the British monarchs throughout history. Most notable were Queen Elizabeth II's tiaras. Which she wore at state banquets, diplomatic receptions, and galas. My wife is um, doesn't even have one tiara. I think that's outrageous. Yeah, more tiaras. Do you think I say. Uh, more tiaras. Yeah. Um, do you think they would have mentioned where these jewels come from in this article? I they might. Well, make it. Make it. Now the King Charles the Third is the new monarch. They will pass directly to him. Well, that's okay. fair enough. He, he got a lot more than the jewels. He got the whole fucking country. Um. What are the British crown jewels? The British crown jewels, the, the crown jewels of the United Kingdom symbolize the monarch's right and authority to sit on the throne. So if you own them, by implication, that's it. So if you steal them, they're yours. You're, you're, the, you're now the ch in charge. Is that the way it is? So they are a collection of more than 100 royal ceremonial objects and more than 23,000 gemstones that have been acquired by English kings and queens most since 1660 that's what you were saying yep uh, these crown jewels include regalia blah 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 right you're repeating yourself love um, I love that they say they were acquired acquired 
Yeah. They don't say how they were acquired. Yeah. Um, so here, just just hit one or two of these. We're not going along with us. An almost priceless collection. The crown jewels are worth anywhere from 1.2 to 5.8 billion. And here are the most well-known. St. Edward's crown. So that's the big crowny thing that um, it was put on his head. One of the most important pieces. Charles II, there you go, just as you said, commissioned the crown in 1661. It is made of nearly five pounds of solid gold with more than 444 precious and semi-precious stones. The velvet cap wears an ermine trim and a diamond-set cross pate, I think that is, sits atop a sphere at an intersection of the arches and it is worth an estimated $57 million. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Or the price of a new cancer ward in your local hospital. You know, it, or yeah. let's have a fucking hat instead. Fifty-seven million would build you about three primary schools. Do you know what I mean? Let's. Oh fucking no. hell! No, no, no! Fuck off! You need figures don't, of stuff that annoys the fuck out of me. Jeez, don't don't be too, What are you talking about? You, it's a hat. It, it's a, it's a nice hat. hat. <laughs> It's a nice, there's a nicer one here underneath it here, I really see. Right. Um, so this is, uh, I think this is a more of a day hat. The other one was like big, Seven. heavy, goldy, five pounds of gold and all that. So this is the Imperial State Crown. This is more of your day-to-day going to the shop's hat. A monarch will wear this crown, which was placed on the coffin of the late queen, uh, when leaving the abbey. It is also appropriate for other state occasions it remains to be seen whether Charles was just now this clearly is just because it's lighter so people can see it on the screen there okay it's extremely ornate looks like it's just made up of glued jewels versus the big gold fella just above the people can see it on the screen there which is obviously not something you're going to be able to wander about in so the imperial state crown is so it's a symbol of so that he can go out to the balcony and wave to people with this on his head right so that's what that is. And it is worth... It was made for the coronation of the Queen's father in 1937. Uh, today, jewellery experts estimate that the crown is worth a mere... A mere... You said figures, I know you. 3.4 to 5.7 billion. That That's one piece? Yep. That's one crown. One crown. That's it on the screen. You'll, you'll see it and then you look back if you do. Genuinely fucking speechless. That is... If, if, three... It was made for the coronation of Elizabeth's father, King George VI, in 1937, replacing the crown made for Victoria in 1838. Yeah. Jewelry experts estimate the crown to be worth a stunning 3.4 to 5.7 billion. Holy <sighs> shit. That's insane. So here's the next piece. The Sovereign's Scepter with Cross. Now you're talking about putting... The other crown was peanuts compared to that thing. Yeah, and that annoyed me. <laughs> and that annoyed you. And that's literal hospital building money. Yeah. Now this other... this, this That last motherfucker. That's fucking nation's wealth sort of money. Yeah, that's somebody's GDP. That's GDP money, exactly. 
Right. <clears throat> so here's the next one. <laughs> Fuck. The sovereign's scepter with cross. I think I should get a scepter. I'd like a scepter. Looks like a the government of, of the... Tr yeah. It looks like a lot of... What? Wouldn't bother. Uh, not a polishing. Clean the fucking thing. Ah, uh, waste of time. Yeah. Dust. Dust. It looks like a dust catcher. It's all got angles and lumpy. The government of the Transvaal in South Africa gifted a spectacular African diamond of more than 3,000 carats to Edward VII as a birthday gift. Just reading this is hilarious. It's like something somebody fucking made up. Yeah. Uh, um, as a birthday gift in 1905, Amsterdam jeweler they, they, they cut the diamond into significant uh, smaller, 100 smaller brilliance, it's called. Uh, Bejeweled scepter has been used in every coronation since Charles II in 1661. It weighs three pounds, is laden with 333 diamonds, rubies, emeralds, sapphires, other precious gemstones, etc., etc., etc. Get to the important. Uh, uh, the, it also includes the Great Star of Africa, also known as the Cullinan. This Cullinan. was the one they were saying maybe they weren't going to use it because it's it's very it's what you would say it's a contentious piece because that was the one where the South African government the colonial government gave it away and the people of South Africa said who the fuck told you you could give that away do you know how much money that's worth could have yeah. sold that and used it yeah. in the country yeah or put it in a museum and it made a tourist attraction out of it yeah the largest clear cut diamond in the world the Cullinan one alone is worth an estimated $400 million, considering the value of the gemstones, the, se the scepters worth several million more. You don't say. The Sovereign's Orb. Oh, this is, is this the one that, this, the, the, I think this is the one with that was, ah, it's only pittance, a pittance at $290,000. Wouldn't even bother me arse talking about it. Uh, I'll go one more here. Well, that, uh, the King Faisal diamond necklace, famed jewellery, Harry, Harry Winston designed an 84 carat diamond necklace. Da, 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 da. Uh, Nazim, I can't even pronounce that. It doesn't give you, oh, here. The Nazim necklace is estimated to be worth $76 million. <laughs> <laughs> how many how many food banks would that stock or close more importantly if the if the money was used for important social programs to help people get themselves on their feet oh my well, god i'm gonna have to go well, I, fucked off with this. No, yeah don't worry i know sorry you're on your holidays you're gonna have to go and fucking calm yourself no the i think the point is i think the point that you know it's that it's that um Connolly quote you know the the man who you know, whose heart overflows for love of Ireland, and, and you know, he can step over the poorest of people and doesn't. You know, it, I think it's that if you get rid of the monarchy, there's no point in getting rid of the monarchy if you're not going to. If you're just going to take on capitalism, there's no point. You have to do the other. You have to yeah. go the whole hog, and that is, you're right. <clears throat> these these things could be put to far better use. Any any you know rather than sitting on some spoiled fucking baby's head some man baby's head as a symbol of or you know holy ordained power which isn't fucking insane in and of itself the money could be put to better use but unless you put the institutions in place that are gonna 
make sure that we don't need a food bank and that your local hospital isn't scrambling for fucking resources, which they all are. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, as I said, my mum held this year in, in Denmark. Uh, price of a pint is ridiculous, but that's because I'm visiting. If you live here and work here, you get paid well. Now, they pay some of the highest taxes in Europe. Mm-hmm. But as I said, they have free education, free healthcare, and everybody seems pretty chipper. They don't, they're not, they don't seem like they're an annoyed bunch, and they have a socialist government and a lady prime yeah. minister, and they have yeah. a figurehead monarchy, and they seem yeah. like they're doing all right. Yeah. So I, I mean, do we get rid of the royal family, or do we say you're cut off? You've got your own money, no more public money. Start paying fucking yeah. tax, boys, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But it's it's the, it's the whole thing. It's really hard. It's very hard because I always try and say, you know, live and let live. People do what they want. People believe different things. But some, when people are really pro royalty or pro monarchy, I'm just like, how does how do boost? You know, how many boots can you lick? That you can't. John Hume said you can't eat a flag. You can't fucking live on the taste of boot seller. I this is <laughs> you, you try to be open minded and not get annoyed, but you're like, come on, have a bit of more weight even, yourself. It's not it's not even real leather these days. You know what I mean? That's true as well. It's 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 pleather. Yeah, I mean, that's I, that stuff's disgusting. No, it's um. You, you ever try to boil one of them? It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's um it's just weird, and the, the people that I waving flags. Like, I love waving a good flag, but it has to be in Crow Park at a football match. That's the only Well, exactly. That's exactly the point. That's what I'm doing here. You know what yeah. I mean? Ahead of the I thought you'd have your arm at tap on. That's why I was wearing it. No, I'll have it with me, though. I'll have the black one with me. Yeah, oh. for, for the, the Ulster final. Oh, I'm going. Don't worry. I'll be there. Uh huh. Mm hmm. But, um, but uh, yeah. So, listen, Darren, I know you're on your holidays, and I really do appreciate you taking the time out to. To, to come and <laughs> be disgusted. <laughs> Thanks for bringing me on to just outrage me and then be like, on you, on you go and enjoy yourself. <laughs> you'll be grand, you'll have a couple of pints within you in a few hours and you'll be fine. You'll be, yeah, you'll be fine. I'll, I'll, I'll go now and then you can go over and you can you can do your, your videos and but please do play that video I sent you because it's I'm going to fit I'm going to I'm literally going to do that right now. As soon right. as I'm done with you as soon as you hang up, I'm going to put that video on and then I'm going to pull the theme tune up. I'm going to let them let those fucking tools have the ha- the, the last right, no word. Problem. And it was lovely to chat to you. I'm, I'm sorry I didn't get your live stream on the go, but uh, it's always good the, to see you, man. I'll, fi- I'll figure it out, but I do appreciate you taking the time to no to 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 come and give us your, your insights. Appreciate it, mate. I'll have to do it again. Do it again real soon. Yes, buddy. Take care. Slango for it. There we go. Darren Matthews. What a legend. He's class. Love him, good guy. Go and check him out. Follow him on all the socials. Darren Matthews, comedian. He also runs and organises the Sunflower Comedy Club once a month, I think it is, <clears throat> up in Belfast. And uh, when you see that advertised, do be quick. It sells out pretty much immediately. And for good reason. It's one of the best. And there's a lot of good comedy clubs in Belfast, as you know. And it's one of the best. So, as I said, I'm going to finish with... Uh, I'll put this on. Let me see now. Here we go. So Darren said to finish with this, so I'm going to do it. Well, I said I'll finish with this. He said to show it. So I'm going to finish on this. So this is the people that were outside. Um, I wonder, should I actually bring this in? I'll bring it in the other one. This is the people that were outside 
<clears throat> the, uh, you know, there we go. It's there, we'll do that one. Sorry, I'm fucking about here. Um, this is the people that were outside the, uh, what do you call it, Buckingham Palace all week, camped out in all sorts of weather. Now, they're mental. These people are clearly unwell, I think, and I wouldn't I wouldn't send them to the shop. I wouldn't let them walk my dog. So we're going to let these boys get the last word, and then we're going to shut her down. So thanks, everybody, for joining me on the the podcast and the live stream again i'm sorry about the live stream thing i don't know what to do about it i have i have checked every box and used every potential setting that i can think of uh to try and get it sorted and i can't do it so i don't know if i'm going to be able to live stream i'm sure i can i must be able to i mean it's not beyond i've got a lovely big computer of a big beautiful imax it's a big 27 inch thing it's huge i use it mostly for recording work but it should be able to handle this and it can it's just i just oh it's very infuriating it drove me it literally drove me mental there and again i thank darren for coming in and pulling me out of a hole because um i was ready to just give up and, uh, and then Darren sent me the message here. I'm, I'm ready to go on here if you want to do it. So that's how that ended up. You, how you ended up with this. So listen, check this out. I think I probably. I will, I'm going to stop this, aren't I? I'm not going to finish. I'm not going to let this play right, right the whole way through. I'm going to stop this. Okay, let's go. Do you think that Prince Andrew's done damage to the royal family? I don't think so. Um, having said that, I think it's the same. The royal family's been the same all through history, hasn't it? It's just nope. that now people like you and the media cover it more. And so it's it's the media's fault that Prince Andrew's announced. That's spotlight everything. So um, I think he's just probably been born in the wrong era. He's right. He was born in the wrong era because if he had been born, well, any any other era, he would have got away with this. Andrew was my favourite royal, so my husband just laughing, just said, you know how to pick them. What are your thoughts about Prince Andrew coming to the coronation? Do you think that he should come? Um, Prince Andrew is his brother. Um, you know, he, he's never been found guilty in a court of law. Um, She's a Canadian. And I think just because he's settled civil suits doesn't necessarily imply guilt. It can be I want to get this out of the press, especially with my mother being elderly and, and upsetting her because it's, you know, not a comfortable topic. Uh, with everything that's gone on, Jesus. I, I, I can see why he uh, should be there because it's his brother, but at the same time, I, I, I would put him, you know, in the back row. <laughs> him being your favourite role, has that changed? Well, I'm just thinking, come on, man, put your act together. It's just, don't embarrass the family. It's just, you, you've got a role to play. You should play. Don't embarrass the family. He wasn't caught drunk outside a night, nightclub in Essex. He was accused of sex trafficking and being, and being, being a raper. This is insane. They, they paid, what was it, figure $12 million to the woman to, keep, to, to buy her silence. They didn't do that for nothing. Come on. Families are families, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, my family's full of rapists and pedophiles and sex offenders. Because that's normal. You get that everywhere. 
my family isn't, by the way. Just but I think know. in every family around the world, there's no real normal, and I think they're going to have to navigate it, aren't they? With the best they can, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what so. about Prince Harry coming? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I don't believe after everything Harry's done, he has a place here. And even yeah, he's the problem. Prince Harry's the problem, not the paedophile. Prince Harry's the problem. I'm not defending Prince Harry. In fact, I resent, the, I resent, I resent sounding like I am. I'm not. He should be go. He should go too. Even though he's coming, I don't think that he's coming for the right reasons. I think it contributes to the victim narrative. So, no, I don't think he has a place here. He'll take away from the day. But do you think that Prince Andrew deserves a place, but Harry doesn't? Yes. Andrew's never turned on his family. Harry's turned on his family. And I think once you've said and done certain things, it's not an easy road back. And Andrew's never spoken out against his family. Not that I'm aware of. I think the, the media that I've seen have almost put Andrew and Harry in the same camp. And I find that uh, quite bad taste, actually, considering Harry, all he's done is, you know, moved house, essentially. Um, and, you know, totally different to, to Prince Andrew. I mean, Prince Andrew yeah. has, has kind of kept quiet as much. He's made some big errors, but I think, you know, especially with some of his interviews or car crashes, but I think he's not attacking his own family. And I think people lose respect for someone who's, who are revealing private details, no matter what family. No, he's not, he's not. Um, whether you're public or not, no one wants you going out and, and airing dirty laundry. And, and I think that's the difference. So. He's not attacking his own family, and that is the most important thing. Even more important than being a rapist. Statutory rapist, at best. Still rape. Um, I think he'll be better received than that, than Harry is. Would you not think that maybe some of the allegations against him have been quite damaging to the Royals? I don't think to the Royals. I think to himself personally. I, d I think aside from just embarrassing the family, I don't think it's, to me, I, it doesn't damage the way that I view Charles or Anne or William, so I say no, but it's not a Where good look for him, is it? Where the find these people? So would you say that Harry's done more damage in that respect? Definitely. Definitely. He said things that you... We have a, a saying, you can't unscramble an egg. <laughs> He's... So Prince Harry... Oh, ...said and done things that are there forever. Very damaging to his dad, his brother. It's, it's not nice what he's done. He, even if you believe a little bit of what he says, it's not nice. He has no place here. And, and especially after you've accused the entire population of Britain of being racist, you have no place here. Not to me. That's fucking staggering, isn't it? Thanks to, again, thanks to Darren Matthews for that and Tony Yervin as well, who brought, drew my attention to this. These people will close the door on the oven behind you. There's no doubt about it. That is staggering, literally fucking breathtakingly staggering. They just, they just, one is a an accused raper, and one fell out with his mum and dad, his dad. They're not the same. So that's me. Listen. Again, thanks again to Darren Matthews for saving my ass for doing this for me. I really appreciate it.
Sorry for everybody with the live streaming issues. Again, I don't know what to do about that. If someone knows, come around here and fucking show me. I cannot figure it out. Um, I'm hoping to talk this week to uh, Jerry Carroll from People Before Profit. As you know, there's an upcoming local election. Just as our English brethren had, uh, and we, we gleefully saw the Tories getting their asses kicked. They lost a lot of seats. Still huge party, though. Still, you know, it wasn't the runaway train of, of a hiding that some are suggesting, to my eyes anyway. So I'll get a talk to Jerry Carroll and we'll discuss that and discuss our own election coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. So let's, uh, yeah. So that's me. I'm done. Thanks again. Toodles. Take care. I'm going to put this on again. You can watch it. Do you think that Prince Andrew's done damage to the royal family? I don't think so. Um, having said that, I think it's the same. The royal family's been the same all through history, hasn't it? It's just that now people like you and the media cover it more and spotlight everything. So um, I think he's just probably been born in the wrong era. Andrew was my favourite royal, so my husband just laughing, just said, you know how to pick them. What are your thoughts about Prince Andrew coming to the coronation? Do you think that he should come? Um, Prince Andrew is his brother. Um, you know, he's never been found guilty in a court of law, um, and I think just because he's settled civil suits doesn't necessarily imply guilt. It can be, I want to get this out of the press, especially with my mother being elderly and, and upsetting her because it's, you know, not a comfortable topic. Uh, with everything that's gone on, I, I, I can see why he... Uh, should be there because it's his brother, but at the same time, I, I, I would put him, you know, in the back row. <laughs> him being your favourite royal, has that changed? Well, I was just thinking, come on, man, put your act together. It's just, don't embarrass the family. It's just, you, you've got a role to play, you should play it. Families are families, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think in every family around the world, there's no real normal, and I think they're going to have to navigate it, aren't they? Yeah. With the best they can, really. Yeah. What about so. Prince Harry coming? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I don't believe after everything Harry's done, he has a place here. And even though he's coming, I don't think that he's coming for the right reasons. I think it contributes to the victim narrative. So, no, I don't think he has a place here. He'll take away from the day. But yeah. do you think that Prince Andrew deserves a place, but Harry doesn't? Yes. Andrew's never turned on his family. Harry's turned on his family. And I think once you've said and done certain things, it's not an easy road back. And Andrew's never spoken out against his family. Not that I'm aware of. I think the, the media that I've seen have almost put Andrew and Harry in the same camp. And I find that uh, quite bad taste, actually, considering Harry, all he's done is, you know, moved house essentially um, and you know totally different to, to Prince Andrew. I mean Prince Andrew has has kind of kept quiet as much he's made some big errors but I think you know especially with some of his interviews or car crashes but I think he's not attacking his own family and I think people lose respect for someone who's who are revealing private details no matter what family you have whether you're public or not no one wants you going out and, and airing dirty laundry and and I think 
that's the difference. So um, I think he'll be better received than that, than Harry is. Would you not think that maybe some of the allegations against him have been quite damaging to the Royals? I don't think to the Royals. I think to himself personally. I, d I think aside from just embarrassing the family, I don't think it's, to me, I, it doesn't damage the way that I view Charles or Anne or William, so I say no, but it's not a good look for him, is it? <laughs> so would you say that Harry's done more damage in that respect? Definitely, definitely.